Oh, there he is. Hey. Huh. Elijah. How's it going? Well, let me just put you uh, in the screen bigger times. Okay. Uh, do you see both of us? What do you see? You can see that. Oh, right. Uh, you're, you're pretty important. We could also oh, there you just are. zoom okay, in. Okay, I see you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, that's <laughs> Yeah, so we're uh, you know we're just uh, we're just gonna do. We're, I was just talking to Samuel before about. Uh, I was watching a documentary on China, and uh, basically, like it's too it's really too late to, to fight them. Uh, they're already too powerful, so what we have to do is join them. <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> Seriously. Well, there's no point in even resisting trying to fight China. You know, you just got to go there and try to look for opportunities there. I think. Well, I personally believe that the whole paradigm of fighting each other is coming to an end. Well, I think that I hope so. Towards a <laughs> yeah. it would be unity nice. and working together. Hmm. I agree. Somebody sent me a, an article about this Israeli author. Um. I should have sent, I, I will send it to you guys, but basically he was saying that the, the world faces two choices now. One is um, the choice, well, there are two, two, two big areas of the choice. One, one is uh, whether we're going to fight each other, we're going to, you know, be cooperate, you know, so we're going to either be nationalistic or we're going to be cooperative. Um, and I forget what the other choice was, <laughs> but I have to remember because it's important. I remember in a minute. What we fight each other? Uh, no, 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 we, we we cooperate. Right? No, 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 no. That that's one of the choices. Whether we are go nationalistic. Oh, I see. Or, so there's two sets of choices. Right, but the other one was regarding also. It was it, it was a different uh, way that he put it. Give, give me a second, and I'll look at uh, that. We don't need, we don't need why, that. Why don't you? No, I I just I, I I can't. I mean, I just I need to know. Man. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not gonna not gonna go away. Um, he's Are you guys out drinking of... coffee at like midnight? <laughs> yeah, it's a decaf. Luckily, decaf. Are you sure mom was decaf? Huh? Are you sure mom was decaf? Um, mom. Oh, I'm sure. Yes, of course. But Why? you made it an espresso. Yeah, I have an espresso uh, decaf oh, capsule. Really? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Um, We're very advanced, uh, Elijah. I can tell. <laughs> we like, you know, we like uh, incredibly advanced. Okay, it's his like name is okay. I'm on, uh, his name is Yuval. Oh, he in the Financial Times, right? Yuval Noah Harari. So the Financial Times, guys. So you know, it's a very reputable, uh, you know, financial publication. They, they usually are, you know, very objective about their... So anyway, th this guy, you know, so this is the, the, the choice uh, between alternatives. You know, when they're short-term emergency motions. Uh, two particularly important ones. The first is between... Okay, yeah, sorry, sorry. That was it. And that was important. That's why I had to, <laughs> to look at it. Okay, no, we, have, we, we face a choice between... Uh, being a totalitarian, trying to control people and empowering people. Okay, so I think that's a very good. Uh, I, I think he put it in very good terms, you know, and uh, you know, not 
Not that because you know he's a fellow Jew or anything, but it was it's very <laughs> smart. No, it is very smart. He's, he's an Israeli. So, well, so, so what do, uh, how would you see a world where we're cooperating and empowering each other? What does that look like to you? Well, to me, that looks uh, the the problem. Okay, let me just say that I understand what he's saying. But I also understand why somebody skeptical of what he's saying, you know, would be not necessarily against that, you know, but it, it, the, the world is not so, so black and white, you know what I'm saying? So it's very difficult and probably necessary to ignore uh, the fact that China could have acted much better than it acted and that it hasn't not even recognized on the, in the very least that that was the case, but perhaps they'll come around. So you just have to ignore that fact and work with them. Yes, that's true. But you well, can't ignore the fact that they are a totalitarian Yeah, well, regime, they work you know? with us. That's the question. I mean, they'll work with us as well, far as it benefits them. Well, exactly. Exactly. So that is the problem. You have a... a and this is a problem that the world faced in other times in history. Uh, where totalitarian regimes are concerned, unfortunately, the state has a big graph for power. Now, that has allowed them... I was watching a program, seeing what... I mean, we really need to go to China. We need to go to China. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, we, we I have to. to, go to China. We really have to go to China. But, you know, what they have done there, it's just incredible. I mean, in 20 years or 30 years, they have come basically from the middle age, you know, middle age technology you know, being a very, very poor country, to being the second most powerful nation in the world, and maybe even the first, you know? Well, that's the, the advantage of having absolute authority is that you can, you know, get things done very, very swiftly. Whereas, you know, in our democratic process, it takes a long time for mm -hmm. anything to happen because many voices have to come together to decide. Right, but in this documentary that I just saw, which is a bit of a sales pitch also for somebody that uh, that manages investments in <laughs> pretty China. Pretty good sales pitch. Yeah, it was a pretty good sales pitch. <laughs> um, but it was interesting. It was interesting to watch. Um, but uh, what, what, what was I going to say? <laughs> Not quite sure. Uh, what, 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 did it, what were we talking about? China, authority. No, no. Oh, authority. Right, right, right. Uh, but what was I going to say, though? I don't know. Can't tell you. <laughs> Shit, I don't know what I was going to say. You know, I shouldn't smoke before I do this. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't really need to. But anyway, so um, what was I going to say? Um, well, anyway, so so um, so what, what, was, what he was saying is that, you know, that the, the, the development has been incredible. And it is oh, what I was going to say. I just remembered. Uh, on the same train of thought, is that um, it's really not a purely communist state, you know, because they do have private property and they respect it and they, to an extent, meaning that, you know, if, the, if you, as long as you are acquiescent of their politics, uh, they will let you be, you know. So as long as you toe the, the line that, yeah, yeah, it's a communist, you know, regime or whatever, you know, it's communism. So, it, I mean, so I guess the, the principle of communism, perhaps, and you know, it would be interesting to study, guys, and I think I'd be happy to do it. What is the what is the uh, communist party's uh, you know what what is it that they propose? You know what 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 is their aim? What is we should we should really you know they they have a saying that you guys take to heart, and it is 
keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Meaning, you know, and, and I don't want to say that China is the enemy per se, but you know, in a way, they a are they are they are a rival to the idea. And even though you guys put down the United States a lot, okay, and I understand why, and and I agree with you in many ways. But you know, when I came to the U.S., I came with a you know with a pure idealism in my heart. Seriously, I was you know I was you know I was going to because I was a Democrat, you know, so I was very progressive. But you know, I, I believed in the in the free you know in capitalism. You know, I I believed in that. You know, so uh, I studied economics, and uh, and and you know, the U.S. was for a long time, you know. Um, with FDR and you know, and following FDR, you know, even with uh, with uh, John F. Ken John F. Kennedy, and even with uh, you know the general uh, Eisenhower and and Roosevelt, they were really good presidents. Although Eisenhower was uh, a Republican, um, but then you know it really started all okay, going haywire with Nixon, unfortunately. You know, always starts. Uh, I mean, not that you know power is not you know, and that the halls of power are not. Uh, you know they're not. Uh, pr I mean they're prone to make corrupt people. You know to to get people the wrong idea about who they are. You know. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know those people were a lot better than what came after Nixon. And Nixon, you know, he was a real politic. You know, but he was a jerk. You know, he was anti-Semite. Even though he <laughs> he understood that he should have Kissinger by his side, and Kissinger was a Jew. He was really, you know, I mean, he was in his heart. I think he was sort of anti-Semitic, you know, because he he made remarks that you could hear in the tapes, you know, the the Watergate tapes. You, do you guys know about those tapes? Did you guys study that in school? Vaguely, yeah. You guys should also, you know, this is some holes that you guys need to fill. You guys need to understand recent history to be able to to understand what's going to happen next. You know what I'm saying? I think it's important to understand ancient history as well. Right. And this is this is all I'm talking about. Even be, now the coronavirus now has, you know, that has really, you know, that really has thrown a big curveball into to, to the to the complexity of things, you know, because yeah. it accelerates all sorts of shit. And, you know, and it's putting a lot of uh, pressure on people, a lot of tension, a lot of psychological tension, you know. Um, somebody sent me a WhatsApp today. He said, and this, he said, so the second part, so the second time of this, the second part of the pandemic is coming. Can do we do we do do we stay with the same family or can we change families? <laughs> Something like that. Well, the aliens are Just coming next. Pretty uh, pretty funny. I don't know about aliens, but you know. Uh, well, you know, you eat enough of the mushrooms that Samuel has grown, and I'm sure. That <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't eat mushrooms. <laughs> uh -huh. I thought you like a mushroom omelette every now and then, Elijah. I, I uh, actually recently got some, so I'll be, you know, having a little ceremony with myself in a little bit. But I just mean, like, you can access the higher dimensions just through meditation. Yeah, meditation. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true, that's true. Uh, I haven't done that in a while, though, you know? <laughs> I've been doing a lot of, I've had so much free time. I've been doing a lot of meditation and, and yoga and yeah. uh -huh. talking to <laughs> I've, I, I have a friend who's just gotten. Hey, I, I never did uh, this. Did, did you give me some? Yeah, yeah there's, there's some in there still. It's burned though, isn't it? Well, no, there's there's like more in Are there. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. I can put more in So he says. Okay, don't tape this, Elijah. <laughs> um, what was I saying? I, uh, I've, I've been um, changing my relationship to cannabis recently too. I uh, 
I've started only doing it like once or twice a week. And when I when I do it, I'll do it in a ceremony. So I'll communicate with the spirit of the plant, and I'll go into it with intentions. And it's been it's been very uh, it's changed the experience of being high. It's very very profound. Yeah, my my experience of being high really, I mean, just after um, after skiing, high, <laughs> like really really high that last day. I just my my relationship with cannabis just completely did a one eighty. Like I just Samuel I, thought he was flying, in, like actually flying. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was. Oh yeah, honestly, honestly, yeah. So I, I, I get that. I've uh, yeah I I I've uh, I I don't really I, I I can only get high on the weekends you know like this you know Sunday night or maybe Saturday night because um, during the week when I have to talk to people I mean I can't be high you know like oh sure oh the machine is broken oh don't worry about it go have a coffee break everything's fine no no I mean. Really, I mean, I just, it's just, I have to be very lucid, you know. And, I mean, when you get high, you have some sort of a connection, perhaps, in some other part of your brain. And perhaps it's the same thing with mushrooms in a different way. But, uh, I mean, you do, I do think that there's an opening there, you know. It just, you know, there, it inhibits, it disinhibits part of your brain. Uh, so, I think that, you know, it, there's a place for it. But, you know, when there is, when it's about to be doing productive work, you know, in my opinion, you know, what I can tell, you know, I just can't be high because if I'm reading some complicated material, maybe I'm thinking, you know, but I'm, I'm just, I just start thinking about a hundred yeah. things when I'm reading. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I cannot concentrate. Can't focus it's on, very on difficult to focus like on something. I think that reflects what's happening in the brain too, because any hallucinogen is, is connecting parts of the brain that aren't usually connected. So, so you're making all these uh, neuronal like firings that you normally wouldn't and that corresponds to all these different thoughts and different perspectives that flood into your awareness. And is that the, do you have a rash or is that just a shadow? It's like a sunburn. Uh, it's a sunburn actually. <laughs> take, take, take a little antihistamine. It will really it's help you. Uh, it's, it's okay, it's going just away one, now. Just one day. I, I already, it was, this was from two days ago. Well, it would have already been gone had you taken, and that the same day that, that it happens, just take an antihistamine. It really, it's a very, it's a ten milligram pill. It's you know, it, it makes a huge difference because it really reduces swelling. Well, I kind of tend to think that the uh, the thing, the things that occur in our bodies as a response to the environment are sort of necessary in a way. Like I don't want to inhibit the natural processes. Right, right, right. But you know what? It's, 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 it's just, you know, I mean, I, I think that in the long run, okay, uh, because of the small amount of drug that an antihistamine is, okay, and what it does, it doesn't completely inhibit it. It just, you know, it just tamps it down a little bit because you don't need that inflammation. Your body is going like, well, maybe whoa, where are you? What are you doing? You know, get out of here. Don't do that, stupid. You know, don't be out in the sun. Okay, so it's telling you that. So it needs to do that, you know. But now, now that you know that, Elijah, okay, you can take an antihistamine. <laughs> Believe me. Well, I'm, I, I kind of, and it's not so much about not taking the antihistamine as much as it is like what Samuel's saying. Like, I kind of feel like if my body 
is responding that way, that it, it needs to respond that way. And I, I don't want to interfere with what's going on. And that's where we're no, listening I, and to it's true, but I, I, I know, but it's true, but I, I'm telling you why your body's responding that way. No, but you, but, but it's, I think it's deep than that. No, your body, we are animals. Okay, yeah, so your but, body, but it's training you Wait a minute, well. wait a minute. It's training you mentally. Okay, just wait a minute. Okay, these bodies were developed when we didn't know mm -hmm. shit about anything. Okay? Yeah. So what the body, you know, so you got caught. Are you, you know, Huh? Are you sure? That our bodies were developed when we didn't know shit about I'm any of this? I'm sure that we're half alien. <laughs> okay, you, you need to just go and, and stay with grandma. We were engineered. <laughs> you just need to go, Elijah. You need to go to Mexico, get a test, get tested, make sure you're you're uh, COVID uh, negative, and just stay at grandmama's for a couple of weeks. You guys will have a great time together. I want to because the conversations that grandma and I are gonna have are gonna just blow everyone. Yeah, you mind. should uh, you should do uh, yeah do a podcast with her. You should do a podcast with grandma. I want to. That'd be so cool. Should well, we... I, I really want to hear what grandma knows about our family lineage because. I mean, you know, every elder, including you, Dad, is is a wisdom keeper for for the generations. Yeah. And I think, I until up until recently, I haven't valued that as much as I do now. And I feel like, like I I want to to hold space for the wisdom that that Grandma holds. So hopefully, I'll get there soon. Well, you know, I think in the. Um I think Judaism, you know, which is because she's, you know, she's her whole heritage, you know, so she's a hundred percent, you know, Jewish from people Ashkenazi. from yeah, Ashkenazi Jews, you know, so alien. So, <laughs> well, you know, listen, I mean, it, it is true. I mean, it is amazing that it, Jews are a minority in the world, right? But Ashkenazis are a minority with that within that minority. So there's really maybe. Not that many. I mean, just very, like, 3 million, 4 million, 5 million Ashkenazi Jews in the world. And, you know, their accomplishments. I mean, I was watching, you know, Steven Spielberg. I mean, he's a, I mean, how is it that he, that, you know, that they were, and I think it's a cultural thing. You know, I think our culture is a, a very go-getting culture, you know, very, uh, you know, based on, you have to have values, okay? Not necessarily, perhaps, uh, exactly the way it says because there's room for discussion you know so these you know choose I mean I don't I, I'm not saying you guys should go in that direction but some of these very religious Jews they 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 spend their lives discussing the Torah you know and, and, and going to examples very, very and things, dedicated. you know yeah they're very dedicated to that um, but just dedicated to anything they do they're well very, that too I mean but that that that's what tra you know that's what translates into Judaism because also the fact that we've been persecuted, you know, this is a fact, you know, we've been persecuted for, you know, 2000 years, just up until recently. But even now people, for some strange reason, you know, just people adjudicate to Jews like, you know, we're, we're, we're the evil part of the world, which is exactly not right. You know, it, all, it really all started with the, with the Catholic Church. I mean, I'm nothing against the Catholic Church. I respect, you know, the current Pope. I like the current Pope. But... Uh, it, it was politics. Uh, it, it was po it was a political thing, and you know they created you know the church, Rome, you know, and they said you know the Jew and the, the thing is the Jews were not proselytizing, so Jews went, didn't go around the world trying to convert the world to Judaism, because in, in you know the the the, the, the psychology was well we're the chosen ones you know <laughs> you're not <laughs> so 
you know. So so that there's a there's a there's a thing about you know not liking somebody when you meet him and they tell you, well, you know, you're nothing special. You're like a pagan. Go away. You know what I'm saying? So that was it. So that was the the premise. You know, and you know we're talking about five thousand years ago. You know, well, no, uh, Christianity came about a couple of thousand years ago only. So you know, but. Uh, but it was a political thing. It was a political fight between uh, the Jews that said no, you know, nobody joins our religion, and uh, St. Paul, you know, who really, really is the one. Do you guys know that story or not? Do you know the story of Christianity? Elijah? I mean, I, I know many different stories of Christianity, but I, what, which one are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about the one where, you know, uh, the, the beliefs were changed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, the, there, was a, uh, there was a story going, you know, for many, many hundreds of years before that. It was very similar that came from Rome about a child being the son of uh, like a demigod type of thing, you know. And so th that translated really into, okay, yeah, there's only one God. Okay, but he's going to have a son, and just like he asked Abraham, he's going to sacrifice his son, you know, because he asked Abraham, really it goes <laughs> a full circle, you know, because he asked Abraham to sacrifice his firstborn, and Abraham was actually going to do it, you know, I mean, this is the story, but it's just all a metaphor and a parable, and, and this is the whole thing that people have been living with for, you know, until recently, until a couple hundred years ago, maybe three or four hundred years ago. You know, people really believe this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so of course, in the small towns in the medieval, medieval Europe and even in the Renaissance, the Renaissance started to change. But, you know, Jews, you know, they were tolerated. You know, they lived in their towns and stuff. But they always, they always went again, you know, and they couldn't own land, so they had to do commerce, you know. Uh, but anyway, I don't know why I got into that story, Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what were we talking about? Elijah, what are we talking about? Aliens. <laughs> yeah, that started the whole thing about them being such a minority and why they have prospered, you know. Well, I, I, uh, why they always I, prosper. I, um, the theory that all humans are genetically encoded with alien DNA and that our our uh, our family from the stars is is uh, is working with us from afar. It's bemused. <laughs> it's bemused. Huh? It's bemused with us. They're just what watching us. They'll be amused. They're amused. Amused. No, no. Like, I mean, all of us are part of this collective universe, and all of us affect one another. None of us are separate from each other. And the interests of the human collective is also the interests of the galactic collect collective. No, sort of like a virtual galactic collective. So, like, there's another dimension where we all meet. You know, because there's no time to and space. Agree. I think I think uh, humans, <laughs> are, yeah. humans are very dense. Samuel thinks like, I, I'm, I just created plane. Wow, what is and it? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't hear Elijah. Can you repeat? That? I was saying that humans are are very dense beings, and we exist in a very dense energetic uh, matrix. But the the um, the spectrum of light and energy exists beyond the spectrum. Or just the little bit of, of 
uh, matrix that we exist in. And I believe that there are consciousnesses and energies and spirits, if you want to call them that, that exist on planes of, of energy that, you know, maybe we can't necessarily comprehend in terms of our, our dense physical reality, but in terms of an energetic uh, existence could very much be real and, and communicative through, you know, spiritual means. So what what's their, like, plan with us? The same plan that the Earth has and the universe has and everything to align everything with love because that's the ultimate goal of of the universe is is unity and and, and oneness yeah so did they did they create us or do they all we just happen to exist well so uh, there's there are theories there are people that believe that humans are a a uh, hybrid species that oh yeah like, of like neanderthal and the alien species <laughs> I mean, again, I'm just throwing these out here. This isn't just like what I personally believe. This is just things that are. Yeah. Are, that you I, go I've talk heard. to Grandmama, and you know, you guys write a book. <laughs> yeah. How did they? Um, so, uh, yeah, I just don't like. How did they? How did? Uh, well, how, you've ever heard of Atlantis or Lemuria? Um, these are these are. Uh, were ancient civilizations, or the stories go that these were ancient civilizations that existed prehistory. So there aren't, there isn't a, a historical documentation of these civilizations, but they were advanced civilizations nonetheless. And um, what we know of as human beings are a uh, a result of these advanced civilizations calling earth a home and you know participating with the local fauna of the of the, the planet you mean they like to you know to like copulate with monkeys and and <laughs> uh, oh, i think there is a well you know there, there there is something called the story the history of what is it what is what's his name what's his name dar darwin dar dar, dar oh charles darwin right so <laughs> You know, there's the evidence, evidence to the to, uh, there's evidence there's no evidence whatsoever of aliens. I think you know our existence here. No, you know, but, I think no, the great evolution thing is the doesn't evolution doesn't discount that though. Well, if you have have you ever read my a large gap in terms of uh, where like the hominid species before Homo sapien and then Homo sapien, there's a large missing link that we still have yet to to fill. I think I am the missing link. <laughs> it's me. I'm the missing link. I'm the missing one. No, I, I, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that there's no room to speculate on other dimensions. I don't know if you've, you've seen my WhatsApp, what it says on my WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It says uh, something like wandering on the 11th dimension. Okay. So there's a possibility that there is a dimension there. You know, there's a dimension. That well, there, there is a dimension. We know there is a dimension. Well, but whether beings can inhabit it is the question. Well, how do you know? We, what do you mean we know there is a dimension? Well, there's, there's, I mean, technically infinite mathematical dimensions. No, but I think they, I think somewhere I have read that the, the yeah they always say it's like twelve or like twenty 11. or something eleven. Yeah, they change it. That's why I, I, I always wonder in the eleventh dimension because it's, it's the it's the farthest you know out there in the reach of uh, of, of uh, you know uh, speculation and okay, imagination. Okay, so, so there you go. There's eleven dimensions. So that means 
Well, there, there are a lot of that. people that believe that there is a federation of galactic beings and, uh, that are is assigned to the Earth to, to as guardians, as protectors, and they're you know they have to let things play out on the Earth as they are. But a lot of people also think that this whole coronavirus thing is sort of uh, a, 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 the beginning stages of our awakening and disclosure into our galactic existence, and that there are actually uh, 31 species of uh, intelligent um, beings in the in the cosmos. 31? How do they know 31? <laughs> Oddly specific. I'm not sure. I, I'm, these are just things that I've read and heard, and, and yeah. again, not necessarily what I believe, just, you know, throwing well, it out there. Now, if you think about it, you can speculate on how other beings might evolve in different environments, you know, what they would look like. You know what I'm saying? For example, Klingons, they couldn't breathe the, the, the air full of oxygen, and neither did the people from um, Avatar, you know? That's true. <laughs> Avatar is a uh, documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> See, the problem, the problem is one of physics. We live um, uh, an inordinate amount of, of, of there's an inordinate, an, an incredible amount of space between us and any other possible being with the intelligence. But if you have technology that uh, is is transgravitational, then space and time really is uh, not really consequential. Well, especially if you're a four dimensional being, you can just be. Well, you know, sometimes I I'll get these cramps at night, Elijah, on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your activations, Dad. That I, I think they're transgravitational powers. You know. <laughs> You're getting a whole every active. part of my leg and twisting it in different directions. <laughs> it's sending you these messages. Are, these are, 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 each of us have different experiences in our bodies, but they are DNA activations into our higher dimensional selves. Well, it, it is true. Maybe that you know. Maybe you're right. But however, don't we just don't we have to concern ourselves mostly with the dimensions at hand? Indeed. And so always, any kind of spiritual work is always having to be grounded and serve the, the immediate reality that you're existing in. Otherwise, you yeah. get, you know, crazy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and always, always this stuff, when I talk about it, I'm always talking about it in a way that's not, that's non-dualistic. It's, ne it's neither right nor wrong. It just, this is just one perspective that I'm, I'm, you know, toying around with and, and playing with. It's not like I am, you know, full full on believing in aliens or full on not believing in aliens. And that's, I think, the the wisdom of any conversation is really to be able to share in other people's perspectives without trying to assign a dualistic perspective onto them of like right or wrong. You know, it's just it just is, and and we're holding space for each other's perspective to to share you know yeah sure. that's nice so um so yeah aliens you know whether but it's irrelevant really if we came from aliens or not really you know who cares? exactly who cares we're here today uh on a path towards we uh, an uncertain future at the moment actually uh i do think 
we have to uh, take pause and see that what's going on in the world is actually quite uh, consequential. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's almost like something that you read about the first war and the second war and what they were, how they, how they happen and all that, you know, I mean, there's, 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 go there's goings on in the world that are very consequential that we have to pay attention to, you know. Um, I have been very lucky to be able to just manage to stay here, you know, and have the factory keep still running. Um, and, uh, you know, having a product, I mean, I have to make, I have to shift, you know, resources, which is my job. But, uh, you know, we're, we're having, we're still having sales, you know. A lot of other companies, you know, their sales didn't, you know, our sales actually are strong vis-a-vis, -vis, you know, other, you know, before, because sprays are being mm. used for cleaning, you know, shit, cleaning hands, cleaning stuff, you know. So everybody wants pumps. So pumps is pumps. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, so what I was saying about these times is that, you know, uh, and that's why, you know, I started, I am really intrigued, you know, by, by what's going on in the world right now and how it's going to, to pan out. And what I just saw in, about China, which I kind of knew, you know, the, the fact that they have developed so quickly and all that. And people, some people are enamored of China. And I, I, I understand why, you know, and from an investment perspective, maybe that, that, that makes sense, you know. Uh, I am still very, uh, very uh, uneasy about, <laughs> I mean, there are business people from Canada, and I'm not sure what they were doing there or something, but they were just, they're just accused of espionage. You know, and taken away. That that happened after they did that. They detained. They held the. They couldn't. They didn't leave her uh, go to China. It's a Chinese woman that lives in Canada. That uh, the the Huawei, you know, CFO or something, and she's the daughter of um, some powerful uh, of the chairman, I think, of the company um, of Huawei. And uh, and they didn't let her leave. And so the so the um, so the Chinese and. I think was just a fit for Todd. Uh, she wasn't jailed or anything. She, you know, she's, you know, the way they're fighting extradition to the United States, you know, because the U.S. government is saying that Huawei's, you know, just doing stuff to, to spy on the U.S. and all that, you know. Um, and, and, and there is belligerence, you know, coming from, that's a bit, and, the, and what happened with the, with the, with the, with the virus in China that for whatever reason, you know, they they let it they let it get out of China, but they didn't let it get into other cities in China. That really is a uh, what's the word I'm looking for, guys? A red flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be that that, that would be one. Um, uh, now there's a very very con uh, very uh, uh, I'm looking for contundente. It's a very you know, it's a very, uh, it's a word that's very, you know, very precise about what, what it is that, you know, that that says about China, you know, it's an indictment. It's a, it's an indictment of what the, you know, of, of their value, of, of their way, of, of their view of the world, you know, of how they view foreigners versus China versus Chinese people, because why would you do that? You know, seriously, yeah, why would it, you do that? Is it the best how, idea how to do business with them? Well, the thing is, amigos, is that now they're the most power. They might take uh, over the financial system of the world. 
they have now they're starting a, a cryptocurrency yeah um, I saw that that's that's worrying you know they, <laughs> that is pulling the carpet that's under, the start honestly that is pulling the, I am telling you the I mean, you know, I think the U.S. government and the Americans should be really, really, really be very, very uh, worried, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think I China is going to take over the world, basically, without firing a shot, you know, just by the sheer incompetence of our government, you know. Economic victory. And our infighting, because we're... See, <laughs> the one thing that China has over the U.S., okay, uh, which is interesting, you know, this is an interesting idea, okay? And let me pose to you that pay, perhaps there is a time for a country to be managed the way China was. You know, I think that should come to an end. I think that now, going forward, that's dangerous. But, you know, they didn't have the stupid Republicans and the stupid Democrats, you know, fighting each other all the fucking time, okay? And to a, to a, to a, a degree now that has, that has made... Uh, you know, uh, a, a substantial difference in how the country is run. You know what I'm saying? So now, uh, I hope, you know, may God, you know, be with Biden, you know, and may he win the election. And, and may he ha have the wisdom to surround himself with the best people, you know, in the U.S., which I think is probably going to happen. Or, I you know? don't think it's going to happen. Well, I mean, I, I think it, I mean, I'm an optimist, so what can I think? I think the Democrats have sown the destruction of their party mostly. Why? Well, because they've By not getting they've, Sanders. They put emphasis on um, like this sort of like uh, I'm not sure exactly how to how to word this. It just it feels like they're trying to win at Trump's game, so to say, so to speak. You know, like Trump is a is a populist. He he's a, a public speaker, and and that's his his super strength is like getting people riled up. And um, the it's, Democrats are are trying well, to. Well, you know, like, you know who I would like to see. Is, I mean, you guys are gonna say that I'm crazy, and I don't know that he would accept this. Uh, because of his age, but I think it would be a great idea if uh, if uh, if Biden chose not a woman, not a black woman. I, I'm so I'm sorry. Right now, you know who needs to elect as vice president? Bernie. Bernie Sanders. I don't know if Bernie Sanders would accept. But that would signal, you know, a move towards the direction of Bernie Sanders. Yeah, sure. that would be good. Well, so Bernie, I guess so that's, that's like the same thing. By shutting down the whole movement of Bernie Sanders, they've pretty much, I feel like, eliminated the chances of a Democratic nomination. No, for, but I don't think they eliminated. I think Bernie Sanders will stand, you know. We'll see. Huh? Well, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. But yeah, but I mean. Now, it, it seems Trump, like. Trump is such an unlikable person. And he's no, but here's he, he he the thing that Elijah was saying. It's like they, the Democratic Party sees Trump. Ooh, that's what works. Let's do that now. Like they like Trump is kind of paradigm shift or resetting the meta. So what are politics. they? Why, why are the Democrats doing that? Well, I don't what, know. what issues are you guys are talking about? Because it's about issues, you know. Yeah, but right. it's just so complete disingenuous. On like political issues, the whole emphasis has been on personal issues, like. The, like and really, this is driven by the media more than the Democratic Party. But the media constantly is attacking Trump 
personally, and that's at his level. We instead of focusing on like political issues, like actual issues that that you know real people in the United States deal with, they attack him personally, and it's like <laughs> there's nothing productive about that, and and he it just feeds his flame even more. Yeah. Okay, so so you want to confess that you like his toupee or his uh, his orange uh, hair or face? I want to confess that I appreciate that he is disrupting the political system. I also want to confess that I completely condemn his policies on uh, the environment and social policies in terms of like immigration and everything like that. Like he is, his, his policies that he's put in place have been absolutely terrible for the earth and for our nation really. Are you saying you don't really want to uh, use coal anymore because it uh, pollutes the environment? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying I don't want to use coal. I don't want to keep on building oil pipelines over sacred waters. Fracking. I don't want to keep on poisoning people's uh, uh, water systems. I, I, I think a free flow of immigration should be allowed. There's all of this. Well, like the problem is that the problem is most Americans, most, more, most, Amer most of the American people wouldn't agree with that. What, the immigration? The immigration, yeah. yeah. but that makes no sense because that's literally what America was founded on, is that anybody can come here. No, and, I agree. I, 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 think, I think we should promote the American meritocracy. And, you know, I, I really do think that that's, that's true. I mean, and that we have, have, have straight, you know. But I'm also, I, I, because I'm an economist and because I've seen what, you know, left-leaning uh, policies sometimes uh, provoke, which is not good. Uh, I will be, you know, I will tell you that I am a centrist, you know, in economic policy. I am more of a liberal. Have always been a liberal in social issues. You know, I I've always thought that healthcare should not be completely. I think that it should not be uh, a business because it is not a business to have people healthy. That is just a human right. You know, in my opinion, you know, you're born into accurate. the society. You should be taken care of by the society. It's a little bit like living in a, in a town with the Vikings, you know. They took care of their young. You know what I'm saying? They took care of their women. You Unfortunately, our, our society in the, like the Western civilized, uh, you know, like system is kind of set up for health issues and then uh, to profit off of those health issues. Like that's, that's why, you know, there's so much money pumped into fast food. That's why there's so much money pumped into, uh, pharmaceuticals and like, like the advertisement of, of pharmaceuticals. And that's, that's why all the water in the U S is, is poisoned because it causes health issues and, and drives the profit for pharmaceuticals. Well, that's a, a bit of a dark take on the, on the, on the matter. Yes, I think it's pretty true though. I think there is some accuracy in that, but I don't think it's just, like, I, like I said, nothing, nothing is black and white. Okay? It's definitely not black and white, but. So I do think, however, now that you're saying that, and I think what you need to do, what you guys need to do, is because if you talk to people, it depends how you tell them things, you know, and whether they will agree with you, even if you're right, if you sound a little bit too uh, extreme left, okay, mm -hmm. you will be, you know, like, I mean, there's very, I mean, it's a small minority in the U.S. that actually is extreme left. That's just the way it is. Most people are in the middle, more conservative, and they know that, you know, that, yeah, you know, things are like that, but, you know, in the real world, you just got to hold a job and you got to do your work. 
You know what I'm saying? And if you don't do that in the real world, you know, you're and, and you try to leave up the state, then you know, and if the state becomes too too benevolent, you know, then you create a society that does not progress. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's, I, that's I, what I think, we're I think what uh, we're talking about, though, it, like the the real world that you're talking about is is the uh, is is isn't real. It's not real. It's it's made up to to suit the the economic system that we've created. And if you've ever heard of the story of Babylon, the the Tower of Babel that that crumbled, that's what's playing out right now. Is this this farcical system of yeah. uh, generating value that is funneled into into uh, top one percent, like in into individuals. That's the system that is is collapsing right now, and that's why that's why the government is literally giving people money because no, but okay, but the capitalist the capitalist system, okay, needs obviously is it's 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 in crisis. I will I will grant you that, but the so but socialism is not the answer either. You know, take it from me, okay. I've seen both, and uh, you know not if you look at socialism. well, no, I, I I mean now there's socialism and then there's socialism. You know, their socialism in Cuba and, and they, their socialism, their kind of socialism has had Cuba live, you know, with, stand, you know, they, their living standards are like the 19, you know, 50s or 60s. Well, I think that has more to do with all the, uh, the restrictions around trade with Cuba than the actual... No, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, right, I, I don't think... Yeah, I, I don't think it's so. It's just, a, I mean, it's not well, the okay, exact take, same you know, political take, system. Take Venezuela. Venezuela is a, a, com- a country that's very wealthy, but they can't even make their own gasoline. It's a failed society. Now, if, you, if, the state, if you're talking about socialism of state, like in Cuba or Venezuela, I think that's, that's terrible. Now, if you're talking about socialism as in Denmark, democratic socialism, you know, as in Denmark or Norway, okay, then, uh, then I, I, you know, I agree with that kind of socialism. Okay, but for for people to be able to live under that kind of socialism, they have to have a certain culture. I can tell you, okay, that if you try to that implement that in Latin America, at least in Mexico, maybe you could implement it in Costa Rica because there's there's historical reasons. You know, Costa Rica over the last I don't know how many decades has been a very you know democratic, truly democratic country. Okay. Well, and they've emphasized um, more uh, regenerative systems than than other other places. Like right. they, they pump money into their ecosystems rather than like right. oil. But for example, in Mexico or in Brazil or in all those countries, Brazil they tried. You know, we, they had a leftist. Pre, you know, administra- they had leftist administrations. The problem was that the culture was just too prone to corruption. Now that happens everywhere, you know, but it is much more culturally unacceptable. Sorry, I think that's a direct result of the the hundreds of years of genocide that's occurred in those countries because of Catholicism. Well, okay, Elijah, you cannot. Okay, if you make a statement like hundreds of years of genocide, uh, that's the truth. I I mean, like no, but it's not true. these of these countries of South America. The genocide occurred in America. It did not occur in Latin 
They did not uh, kill the people. They married them. (laughs) I'll send you a bunch of information just showing you the history. Because well, I'm telling I mean, you, it was not a policy. It was a policy. Conquistadors. They definitely killed them, and then yeah, when they them. when they came in first and they conquered, you know, there was a war. Okay, in which at least I will I will tell you the story of Mexico if you want to hear it because I you know I studied it. So you know they came to Mexico. Okay, they allied themselves with the Tlaxcaltecans, you know, which were the enemies of the Aztecs. They by themselves, they only brought two or three ships. They couldn't win a war against the Aztecs, but they were they were very shrewd, you know. And they started, you know, they started. I don't know exactly how they did it, but they got with the with the with the enemy. They got in bed with the bad enemies of the Aztecs. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I guess that's what the Tlaxcaltecans thought. So you know, they fought the Aztecs. They won the war, but you know. Going forward, they did not have a, a separation. They, they married. That Mexicans are half you know, Indian and half Spanish, you know, most of them. Some of them have more Spanish blood. And there is a very complex uh, you know, psychological thing about that in Mexico. You know? It's like the whiter you are, the better, obviously. You know? Because it's the way, and that's the way it's been accepted for many, many years. It's a racist view. But that's, that's, I mean, you know, that, that was the case, you know. Uh, there was an implicit uh, uh, racism, but they did not, there was no, so that's why I just wanted to interrupt you there and tell you that uh, it hasn't, you know, been, it, it has been hundreds of years of, of, uh, of, of, of uh, you know, cultural obliteration. I will agree with that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But not, not of genocide, because you have to be precise about your work. Huh? No, it started with genocide. That, and then, inherent in Christianity yeah. is, a, is a cultural yeah, racism that, like, there's, there's a devaluing of, of indigenous uh, beliefs uh, towards a Christian ideal. Right, right. They, right. Ki- they killed off the Aztecs. Is that not a genocide? They did not kill them off. They, they won the war against them, but they did not kill them off. Now, a, a lot of so them died. They they, a lot of them died. No, they married them. They got them as, you know, as... as but that as is itself a genocide Aztec. of culture. Yes. Oh, that, that's what I'm saying. Is like the replacing indigenous beliefs with Christian beliefs was a targeted military operation. No, it wasn't and military. That's carried into the current it politics. It was political. Well, I mean, you know, it's a long subject, but, you know, I disagree, but if you want to apply that to the U.S. and the American Indians, I'll let you do that. <laughs> but not, it, it was a very different case in, in Latin America, you know, um, but interestingly, you know, the, uh, the, the U.S. progressed, uh, you know, greatly, you know, and it has been the country of the last 200 years or 250 years. Now, whether it's going to continue to be, <laughs> it's going to depend on American pe- on, the, on whether the American people uh, get really lucky <laughs> and get like a leader. The rock. They, they get the right leadership and they, and they, straight, and they straight the ship. We are in the hole right now because we're in the hole twenty-five trillion dollars now. Uh, which story of Babylon. huh? It's the, it's the story of Babylon. Well, I hope not. <laughs> Unfortunately, what happened but, afterwards? So I don't sure think you want to be in Babylon, lives. Elijah. What? I think I think you may want to come uh, from Babylon here to uh, Israel or whatever. <laughs> or or England, 
Well, I'm uh, trying to become as autonomous as possible, get on my boat already, and just be a free agent. <laughs> yeah, but you know, in the boat, you're pretty uh, vulnerable, Elijah, you know? Uh, I'm, I'm going to sail out to the kingdom of Hawaii and, and live out my days <laughs> with, with the, the indigenous Hawaiians. I thought you were going to Oregon. Yeah, I mean, that's my that's my uh, my my takeoff point. <laughs> okay. So what are you uh, going to do? You know, I, 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 well, we were going to do this for an hour, Samuel, because you wanted to go to bed. Yeah, we, we could do a few more minutes. Right. Okay. So I was just going to ask you, you know, if you already had a clear idea of what you're doing. I have no idea what you're doing. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, my plan is to go out to Oregon and um, I, I'm contacted a few different farms, but my intention is to bring my uh, cost of living pretty much down to zero um, by trading my uh, volunteer time for room and board. So it's like a work trade and also food. But where, where, where would you be doing that? Either in Oregon or Northern California. It's but I mean, where, where in Oregon or where in Northern California? Can you... Can you uh, it's the farm I find. I've reached out to a couple, but I haven't heard back from them yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm just putting... I just reach out to different people every now and then. Hopefully someone's going to contact me back. Well, it's send three, me, uh, yeah, send, uh, me, send me the links to those things once you have some contact with them. Yeah, I'll let you know once I have uh, for sure. But... My uh, my plan is to move out there and then uh, sell my car and buy a either like a van uh, to to outfit for to live in. So I put like a bed and and, a, and running water and electricity and and so then I'll be able to you know pretty much stay wherever and I'll be making my jewelry and selling it online, but also selling it at markets and stuff. Well, so well the, uh, the 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 one issue I would have with that, and I think you know your safety, you're you're uh, minimizing the uh, the threat to your to your safety. You know when you're living in something like that. Unfortunately, there's a lot of crime in the U.S. I I don't know. I haven't seen the statistics in Oregon, but you should look them up because you should go with I, your, I, your eyes wide open. I feel like I'm more safe in a uh, a van or a boat uh, than I would be just in a house because. A house is fixed; it's vulnerable. But a van, I, I can I can drive away from the danger. <laughs> yeah, but when you sleep at night, where where, where would you sleep? Where would you no, park? I, I, where... I would have a bed in the van. If you've ever heard of van life, it's I mean, pop, lots it's pretty of people popular do it. thing right now. It's getting more and more popular. So I would have I would set it up so that I could be uh, I would have a bed and I would have running water and electricity and then I would. Um, you know, work on uh, different farms, be making my jewelry. So I'll have a source of income that's uh, online, but I'll also be able to sell in person um, because, you know, I have merchandise. Well, um, sounds to me like uh, maybe you ought to just go live in a kibbutz then. (laughs) (laughs) Because they'll they'll give you room and board, you know, um, let me just say, they'll give you room and board, you will be safe, okay? They will teach you. Uh, they will teach you Hebrew, and uh, and and you will learn all sorts of agriculture. And you can keep in, in, in your in your free time. You can keep doing your jewelry and selling selling it online. Well, that that's sounds, pretty much what I'm I'm going for. Yeah, just, the problem. My my problem is, and the reason I am not mentioning the kibbutz just because I'm Jewish, and you know I would like you guys to see that. But 
Uh, that's not, you know, I, I still married your mother. So I'm not a, by any means, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a religious Jew. But I am talking about safety, you know, because I would be concerned a lot. Unless you're going to a place where there's other people... The world that right now you're living in a house, you know, so, I mean, maybe you don't, uh, you don't understand it that way, but it does afford you a level of protection. Uh, when you're out there in a van, it's not the same thing, not for, not leaving for a while. I, I mean, it's dangerous, you know, you should look it up. I'm sure it's, there's statistics on, on that. Uh, I'll look into it, but I, I feel personally like I'll be more safe in a van than I would be in, in this house. Where would you park the van? Let me ask again. Well, that's the whole point is that I, I don't want to be tied down to any one location. I really dislike being fixed here. That's but where that's can you park? Anxiety here has been that I can't move around easily. Um, so I would be traveling. I'd be driving up and down the West Coast. Parking you know, where though? Parking, parking where exactly? I'd be working on different farms and, um, you know, going off the beaten path, like going camping and everything and, and, just, you know, being in nature. Well, I mean, uh, it sounds uh, interesting. It just sounds dangerous, Elijah. <laughs> really? Because right yeah. now it's looking Do pretty dangerous to be in a city. Well, I mean, I know it's dangerous to be living in a city, but, you know... Uh, I want to get the heck out of here. I'm, I'm trying to be autonomous and, and be able well, to, but you know, choose my I, location. I don't want to be fixed in, in a house anymore. Yeah. But you'll find that, uh, you know, people actually, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of, well, there's you, a you lot should, of gangsters well, in the you U.S. Should, you should also look into it before you That's uh, why, that's what it. I'm trying to get away from. <laughs> right, well, I mean, Miami. That's, Miami the gangs, are, gangs are only in cities. to be in nature. There aren't crazy people in nature. There's crazy people in the cities. Yeah. Right. Okay, just in rural, you know, the rural life is you know, it's less secure because there's nobody around, you know, so somebody yeah, wants to hurt also, you. If you, like, okay, crime, let, me, let me put it this way. Do you have crime rates in rural areas compared to urban? There's, there's not a lot of crime in, in rural areas. Really not a lot of crime. How do you know that? It's, I feel like it's just common sense. I don't think that, uh, I don't, Every, uh, but you're not talking because you know it, you're talking because you're assuming no, 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 it. Like, to think that nature is more dangerous than, than the city is itself a colonial mindset yeah. that, that's completely, you know, disrupted us from our true nature. Our, we are meant to live in nature and community. We're not meant to live in, in you know, these, these urban prisons. Like, that's what it feels like in, in Miami is like a big concrete prison. And everybody's going well, crazy. you wanted to go to Miami. I tried to talk you out well, of it. I, I needed this experience for my spiritual development, but I'm, you know, after this, I'm, I'm trying to be in nature 100. percent I'm, I'm done with any urban or any, like, city environment. Okay. And so that's my intention with moving into the van is so that I can live in nature all the time, and I still have a source of income with my jewelry. Right, no, I understand. I just, I just think that uh, that it, it sounds a little bit uh, look into the statistics. Dangerous. Look into the statistics. I'll look, at the, the, I'll look into the, the, the statistics. I'll, uh, I'll carry my. Uh, I'll, I'll have a bow and arrow in my van, and uh, I'll have a taser. Yeah, I would have a, a couple of tasers. <laughs> you could get a gun. I don't want a gun. I don't want to invite that energy into my space. 
Yeah, no, a gun is, is uh, yeah, he's right. Because if you pull out a gun, you have to be able to, you have to be willing. Yeah, exactly. That, like, just that, that at all is inviting danger. Right. I don't, I don't the, want the, that at well, all. Okay, so. I'll have a bow and arrow. A bow and arrow is great protection. Well, so, Elisha, so I, I think that you should think about coming to Europe then. Um, I'm, 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 doing, not, I'm, I'm not coming to Europe. I'm, I'm going to be in okay, nature. No, wait, wait a minute. No, wait transitioning a minute. into living in nature right. 100%. Yeah, but, uh, okay, no, I, I agree. I mean, you can do that if you want. I'm not going, I mean, not, you, you do what you want. But I just want you to be safe. And the U.S. is a country of guns, okay, whether you like it or not. I'm That's glad, you, I'm glad you, you even thought about that because yeah, what is it? That's why I'm, I, I, well, that's my intention to move on to a boat so that I can just, you know, sail away from the U.S. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that sounds romantic, but, you know, that's a, also, again, you know, <laughs> traveling the ocean, you first have to that travel so with somebody. Who, who I know, but you that. have to learn it, you know, it, it takes a few months to really, know, you know, well, to become I'm a sure proficient uh, sailor. You, you don't just, you know, you just don't buy a boat and go out on yourself without any experience. You do have to... <laughs> Learn. What? I mean, I know how to sail. I, I sailed in college. Yeah, one thing is to sail, you know, when you're in a safe port, you bring it back, whatever. You know, the, another thing is to sail out in the ocean, okay? Right. It's a completely I mean, I different know. thing. I, I and, be, I, I, and the I size of the boat also has to be bigger and all that, you know. But, so it's, it's a different... Uh, don't be naive about that, guys. I mean, it's a big... It is big. It's and I would, I would absolutely be taking every precaution, and that's that's a awesome. challenge that I'm, I want to bring into my life in the future. Right. But that's kind of, that's more long term, like a year or two from now. Awesome. I, I intend to be in a van first, just because, you know, I'm going to be able to sell my car, and then, and and then a, a, a van is pretty cheap, so I can, I can get into a van almost immediately, and and. Well, be, be careful uh, which vans you buy because. Uh, you know, I'm telling you. So, so many people are doing this. Okay, There's a okay, lot of information. Okay, out there. I'm just it's saying like, you have to be careful. You have to go with that. Or you, I don't want to have him. You know, buy a van that you know in three months breaks down yeah. and he doesn't know how to fix it. Okay, because that can happen. So my point is that you just got to be careful about you know getting the van tested. Okay, taking it to a shop if you are actually going to buy a used van, and, and making sure you buy. A, a brand that doesn't break down, you know, after four or five years, which, you know, a lot of brands do, you know, so, I mean, I'm not Volkswagen. sure which ones now, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not there's familiar some, with the market. There's some, um, but, uh, but you gotta be careful because, you know, I, I mean, I have seen that, you know, in, 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 other people do that. They buy vans that are just really not well, take, had not been well taken care of and they didn't know about it and they had, you know, like, uh, I don't know, the, the transmission or, uh, you know, the engine or something, you know, that costs $5,000 to fix, even though it's a $3,000 car, because that's just what parts cost. Well, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm going to, I'm not going to buy like an old van. It's going to be, you know, relatively recent, like 2014, 2015. They're, they're but, making vans now that have like built in like water and toilet and stuff because it's so popular. That's called a trailer, isn't it? No, 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 but it's like, it's a van size, but, uh-huh. you know. It's called the, a Winnebago. <laughs> yeah, but they're making new ones. It's, it's yeah, because the it's such a big movement, van life. Okay. But uh, you know, obviously, I How don't have, have a, 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 a budget, so I'm water I'm tank. trying to move into like just like a, a work van that I can outfit myself. I'll I'll build everything. How can you have running water? 
you have a big water tank, like a, a 30 gallon, 40 gallon water tank, and then you have an electric pump set up with, with batteries and solar. Oh, so you can have a little water, but you can't take a shower. You can't take a shower. With... No. Yeah, you can take a shower. I mean, obviously you can't take like an hour long shower, but... You scrub yourself down. Yeah. So just public a, showers as well. Take a fresh water shower? Or just with soap? You guys remember fresh water showers? Yeah. <laughs> But really, so really, all, all that I'm saying is my intention is to live in nature 100% of my time. Like, I, I really don't want to be, <laughs> like, in a city ever again, <laughs> at least long term. Yeah. I, I you know, know, I might drive through in my van. But that's the thing. You're, for, like, you, the what other city have you experienced other than, like, big city other than Miami? Because the cities vary so much. Yeah, not, I mean, it's not it's the not same. Like, uh, it's not about, like, the city as much as it is about the disconnection from nature. Like, I, I, I want to be in nature. Okay, I be okay. Surrounded well, by trees or in the ocean. Yeah, there's pretty green you know? cities. Well, you, you know, but, you know, but what Samuel was saying is that in, this, in Europe, some of these cities, including London, you know, well, uh, I wouldn't are, call London a green city. Well, I mean, around where we are, many people. they do that's, keep, they, they do keep a lot of green areas. Spring. All the uh, chaos that's happening is happening in the cities. It's not happening out in, you know, bumfuck Colorado. It's happening in, you know, Seattle. It's happening in New York City. It's happening in Miami. Yeah, if you want to be safe, city's not the best bet for the right. next few okay. decades. Right, well, but, uh, but it, you know, Berlin ain't Miami. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah, or London, Berlin is a or green London city. Miami. You know, there's certain cities in the in the in, in Europe that are it's really still, great cities to live in. Yeah, but still, like Berlin it's got a second not, wave. It's still not know, like pristine like nature. Be fucked. Yeah, it's doesn't have, have that of, natural beauty. They have rivers and they have parks. You know, but yeah, okay. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. You know, but uh, you know, nature can be overrated too. So. <laughs> Because sometimes, you know... I, 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 there is no overrating nature. We are nature. There's no... no I, I, what I'm saying is living it out in the rough, it can be overrated, but you'll learn... Well, it's not, if you have a van, it's not really the rough. You have all you need. You have, you well, have like yeah, a place to Yeah, but it's not I mean, the same. to be working on, on different farms for food. So I, I won't be... I, I, I really want to separate myself from the entire system that we're operating under of like having to, to you know work for money and then use money for... For food and shelter and water, I I, I want to have a direct relationship with everything that I'm doing, and hence the jewelry, hence the bodywork, hence the living in the van in nature and, and and working with the earth for my food. Well, you know that system you just described about you know uh, buying things with money. It's civilization. Why do you need to be in civilization? If you if you because just you it, can't live in nature, you know, if you try to live out in nature completely in nature, you can't do that. I mean it's very difficult. It's no, but, very okay. difficult. You can and own with, a house with farming. and then like, grow there's your tons own of people that food. live completely off the grid and are completely happy that way. And it's because nature provides everything we need. Water, food, shelter, everything. Okay, well let's just put it this way. It's not so easy, okay? It's, life's not easy. Absolutely, it's not easy at all. It's and, not easy at all living but, in this but that's society. The point is, is I don't want a, a life of ease. I don't want a life of comfort. I want to be completely oh, connected <laughs> to in nature. 
Well, okay, so uh, we, we defer there. I mean, I, I wouldn't... I mean, I, 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 I understand. I, That's a different perspective than... than I, I love the stars. Does anyone... Uh, but, you know, there, your mom and I agree. We like, you know, we like to be comfortable, okay? And, you know, living out in nature <laughs> or out of a van... I also prefer to be comfortable, but that's also what led me to getting sick. And that's also, you know, what led me to, to all the issues that I've had. And I, I, I don't... I'm, I'm kind of done with that. I, I would rather, you know, work for my sustenance. And I would rather, you know, work for my safety. That, that's, you know, that, that to me is a more holistic life. Okay. Okay. Uh, so what's the plan then? So the plan is to move out to the West Coast and sell my car and then move into a van. But in the meantime, I'll be working on farms for food and shelter. Okay. Well, let me know uh, if you get a response from those farms, you know. What kind of farms are they? Uh, they're all organic farms, you know, growing food. And there's actually one uh, one place that's an intentional community in California, Northern California. But uh, the reason why I want to go out to that area is because there's the craniosacral school that is out there that I would like to continue learning. Where the, is the, it? The visionary craniosacral. Where is it? It's in um, uh, what's it called? It's it's Southern Oregon. I forget the town name. It's uh, uh, what what is it? Hold on. Is it near the border with? Yeah, it's near the border with Northern California. Like it's it's like very close to the border. Uh, it's Ashland. Ashland. Well, there's an Ashland, Tennessee, as well. I think that was probably the first Ashland. No, probably the first Ashland was here in Britain. So it's in the, the Siskiyou uh, mountain range. Okay. Are they close to the ocean? Uh, Ashland is about two hours, two and a half hours probably from the ocean. Um, the the uh, community in Northern California that I'm looking at is probably like an hour and a half away from the ocean, maybe an hour. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Well, you're going to be close to California. Maybe you go visit our family in California. <laughs> Aunt Craney would love to see you. <laughs> I don't even know who she is. I'm crazy. She's a cousin of my father's, uh, you know, first cousin. So from uh, her, uh, um, her father uh, and her father were uh, brought, uh, or her mother was, was the mother? No, her father, father. So yeah, the Aaron on the side of Aaron. She she came from. Uh, I think she was a daughter of uh, Aaron. Who was a um, who was a brother of my own, my my grandfather Moses, Moishe. So uh, she is like a character. She she works to this day as a translator in the courts in Los Angeles for the people, you know, that don't speak English. So wow, that's cool. Yeah. So she's and you know she's you know she's had she still has all her wits about it about her and she's like. Probably eighty four. Oh, like yeah, maybe I'll go visit her and hear all her stories. She's great. I mean, she she really. I mean, 
I mean, I love Grandma Maya, okay, she's my mother, but, you know, I'm praying that she had it together, you know, she held the job all her life, and, you know, she, you know, I mean, she was, she's a very together, she's, she's always been a with it woman, her, she divorced her husband, I'm not sure what happened there, I think he, I'm not sure what happened, but anyway, it wasn't a happy story, but she, she raised her three children, you know, uh, one is Eddie, remember Eddie came to Charlotte, so I don't know if you remember that. See the redhead? Oh, no, Eddie and also, no, the redhead was uh, Lily's, who is Eddie's son, Eddie's sister, Lily's son, Michael. He came to Charlottesville, but Eddie also came to Charlottesville at some point. But you guys were young, I think. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, Aunt Crane is, uh, you know, she's got it together, so I would, uh, you know, I think she would, and she would love to see you because, you know, you, you have very much the Olegnovich look, which is, also, she does. Is she in LA? You said yeah, she's in LA. And I think Bernie, who's her son, her firstborn, uh, or secondborn, is it? Yeah, because I think Lily was the oldest. Bernie uh, uh, is, uh, is in, I think he was in San Francisco. I don't know if he's still in San Francisco or he moved back to Los Angeles. But uh, yeah, Well, I have that. some friends in LA, so I'm sure I'll, I'll be going down there at some point. Okay. All right, Elijah. Well, it's getting late here. Yeah, it's been pretty late. <laughs> I was surprised when you guys were already up. Yeah, I know we, we decided we we're going to do this, uh, you know, a little while ago. So it was uh, it was it was fun. Sammy, you were you were the quietest of the three of us. <laughs> Sammy was just taking it all in, I think. Yeah. Okay, so today's uh, what what date? We we should always date our podcast. June 29th, twenty twenty. June 29th, twenty twenty. The twenty eighth was when. Oh yeah, twenty uh, eighth. We did start on twenty eighth. The day that you guys had was twenty eighth. That's true. Right, that's true. We started the twenty eighth and finished the twenty ninth in England, but it's still <laughs> the twenty eighth in the U.S. Yeah. Well, Sorry to commandeer your podcast at the end, Sam. No, no, don't worry. That's what it's for. Okay, Elijah. Alrighty, so now you have an idea of my uh, intentions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we have an idea now. Let me That's, know how the, how the plan progresses. Does it make sense with the, the jewelry now? Well, I, mean, I hope so. I mean, I hope you, you're able to, uh, to sell some of it, for sure. I've already been selling. I've made a, a decent amount. I've made over 1500 so far. Really? Right, that's great. That's good. Good job. Uh, congratulations. That's, I didn't know that's that. decent. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's been three months, so it's not like anything crazy, but. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, you're, just starting. you're just starting. I mean, it's good. I mean, uh, but uh, uh, it gives me a, it gives me a, uh, a source of income no matter where I am. And that's kind of the, the, yeah. the, the best part about it. I also get to, you know, be creative and, and make money through my creativity. Yeah. No, that's good. That's uh, actually if it's and it's also if, if you if you enjoy it, you know. I don't know if you enjoy it or not. Of uh, course, I enjoy it. I, I I love working with the crystals. That's like <laughs> the main thing. But okay, well then, then, then that's that's a bon that's a bonus right there. You know, because uh, if you enjoy your work, then that's that's what it's all about, man. Mm -hmm. Look at work. that. Look look at this ring. <laughs> I, yeah. I made this start to finish. Oh, that's really? so satisfying. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, you know, you should get a SolidWorks uh, a software. That way, you can design it on, on 3D and then implement it on on uh, on. Uh, and then you can a lot of people do that, yeah. 
I then, then you can start. Really yeah, they, they're not saying but I, love, I like the natural feel because you know I get to see it in my mind's eye first, and then I and then I you know manifest it into reality right. with, with my hands. Hey, you know why, Elijah? I just thought about this. You can go to Mexico, okay? Uh, set up shop where you uh, you know you mix that with the solid works. Maybe you have two or three solid work guys doing the uh, solid works design. And then you have a team of about you know twenty four you know people doing the jewelry. Well, I'm not trying to start a jewelry company. <laughs> if anything, I would want to start a cannabis company. You know, yeah, start Mexico a farm. Well. You know, hire some people, and then you know that would be a, a great company to start. But the jewelry is really about my own creative endeavor. It would kind of take away from it if I was putting it on to other people. Right. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, I just thought about, you know, because that's, that's the way you could expand your creativity because then you can uh, realize a lot, you know, instead of creating, and you know, some of the greatest jewelers and greatest uh, craftsmen, you know, they become uh, very wealthy too because they are true to their nature, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, this guy with, with the glass, what's his name? Um, uh, Patchouli. Mm, yeah. Remember Patchouli in, uh, in Seattle, Elijah? The glass uh, guy? Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, in some of the jewelry uh, chains that you see, you know, they started with, uh, with a founder like that. Uh, just something to keep in mind. I'm not saying... It's also a kind of going back to our roots, because didn't your, your grandfather started Olan just as a, as a perfume card, right? No, 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 no. What happened is my father started Olan. My father started Atomizadores de Mexico. <laughs> my grandfather and my grandmother, they had a, 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 a little store in the downtown Mexico, there was a perfumery, like an old time sort of a mixture of, of uh, personal products and perfume and like soaps and things like that. And, uh, and, and that's how they uh, made a living. Um, and, it, and it was called Esmoy. And my father used to play with the perfume bottles, you know, the little old, you know, pumps that were like in the, from the thirties and forties, they had a little bowl and it was, it was very different. Yeah. Uh, there's some of them copied that they made it new, and it's, but it's not the same thing. Uh, but anyway, so my, my father started the company, you know, doing that one by one. They were made one by one by hand in a lab, in a lathe, uh, made you know with uh, not copper but uh, brass. So a, a, a brass rod, you put the, he would put in the lathe, and they would make one piece at a time, you know, of these pops. <laughs> and the ball he brought from. Well, I mean, anyway, he, he, he developed the business, you know, that way. He, he started, and it was a good choice, you know, it really had, it was a good choice because it's kind of, an, it has been a niche business, you know, for many years, you know, so I mean, not everybody, it's a complicated business, so not everybody can do it, but right. it's not that right. complicated. So. I, uh, I'm going to write up a, a business plan for the Oleg Novich Cannabis Company. Okay. So that we can, uh, we well, can go ahead you know, and you know what? Okay, you know what you can do about that if you if you're serious about that. First of all, you have to you have to do a lot of research on the internet, right? On how everything works. Okay, but secondly, since you're going to be in Oregon, you go look at those places. You know, you exactly. go see, and, and if you can get if you can work if you can get work in the different parts of the chain, so that you because you know I, I, you know just telling from and I don't really know what the different companies are doing now. But what I do know as a cannabis all-time user, <laughs> I must admit to you guys now that you're older, 
<laughs> you know, I spoke to mom about this, you know, like when you were guys were still young and she was saying, I, I, I was thinking we had, that I was going to tell you, you know, at some point that I was going to tell you about cannabis and all that, you know, that that was not going to be such a big deal. But she said, no, you never tell them. <laughs> yeah, that was when you guys are still young, when you're still little. Um, but anyway, just coming from that perspective, what I do know is that, you know, uh, the dose and effect and everything needs to be really more strictly controlled so that when you buy a product, you can buy it more cater to exactly what you want, you know. That's where it's going. And, 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 it, and it is to an extent, they tell you, you know, you go to the store and they tell you, all oh, this does this and that. But there, there's no, because you smoke it, you know, there's the dosage is not, you know, perfect, you know. Well, and that's edibles, where I'm Samuel's chemistry experience. Yeah, and edibles, on the what other hand, be, are not the same. Edibles really take cool. a long time to act, you know. What would be really cool is if you, if you isolated all the different compounds in cannabis because there's so many psychoactive ones that aren't just THC and CBD. Exactly. No, there's, and, and there's a company in England that has done that. You know? Are they figuring out what? All of them, like, yeah. All from yeah. a scientific point of view. Interesting. If you could get, sure? if you could get an internship of that, <laughs> I am telling you, that would be great. Yeah, cool. This is a long-term project, Samuel. You could work on that. I'll work on figuring out the details of the business, and then in a few years, we'll invest in some property in Oregon or Washington. And, and well, but I don't know if uh, I, I don't know if that's the best place to grow cannabis, though. You know, but I guess you have to grow it locally. Well, Northern California is historically like. Can you the, export from the, Oregon to California? You can't export. They cannot go out of state because they cross federal right. federal lines. So don't they? Canada is the the better place because uh, Canada is federally legal. Right. The problem with Canada, however, is that uh, you know uh, you know what's the problem with Canada? <laughs> can't yeah, we go to Canada, I guess. We do have to become citizens or something. You know, and uh, in the next 20 years, you know, it's the climate's going to sh shift, going to be like California in uh, British Columbia. <laughs> yeah, I reckon that's true. That's possible, yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably worse. All right, Elijah, so uh, we'll, see you, we'll see you later, alligator. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, bye. See you. Love you. Take care. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.